for me, it was the right fit you know, against the New York Giants. Like, this is this is the New York Giants. If you don't like it, then you're welcome to leave. But that's the way that we do things around here. Man, I'm so blessed. It's crazy. I've been manifesting New York. I kind of had a feeling it was going to be New York, but now that we're here, man, God is good. Once a giant, always a giant. For me, it's only a giant. Welcome, everybody, to another special edition of All In with Art Stapleton, a New York Giants podcast brought to you by NorthJersey.com and the USA Today Network. It is draft week. We are, at this point, coming up on two days, and the festivities will begin in Kansas City. And it is a tradition, as I was told by my guest today, that he has to come on All In and talk to Giants fans. And I have to be honest, the questions I've been getting all day today What's up with Schrager and the Bijan Robinson talk? So, without further ado, good morning, football, Fox Sports, one of the best around, if not the best, Peter Schrager. Thanks for joining me, man. Oh, it's awesome coming on with you. It is a tradition, and I very rarely am proactively trying to book myself as a guest on any podcast. I usually like to lay low after good morning football, but I was having this great feeling of FOMO, and to the listeners who listen in regularly, I went ahead and texted Art and said, are we not doing your podcast this year? Did I do something wrong? Am I on the do not book list? So here we are. <laughs> I, we have to keep it going. Dude, you are the man, as always, and like I said, out of we've been doing this now we're coming up on 90 shows. We're about, uh, we're targeting the 100th show of this podcast, uh, for Giants training camp, if we can. And I gotta be honest, the appearances of Peter Schrager have drawn the most listens that we've gotten in the history of the program. Sorry, Mike Garofolo. He's a close second and, uh, apologies to Eli Manning, uh, and Saquon Barkley, but it's been Peter Schrager. So, I know your time is limited. You are a busy man, so let's... Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait. Episode 100. Who do we... We got Gerard Bunch. We got Derek Brown, Thomas Lewis. Who are we bringing on for episode 100 of, of this podcast? Well, I tell you what. The the plan right now is to try to get to do it live at Giants training camp. So I will extend the invitation to Peter Schrager if he is available late afternoon in the summer, you know, and maybe Peter Schrager will stop by Giants practice and make an appearance. So we'll have to see that. But we, we're, we're right now we're trying to get ready for our draft show at the Giants draft party Thursday night. Your boy, my boy, Sam Prince will be on the show on Thursday night. And uh, John Schmelk from the Giants will be on. He's really emerged as one of the best draft guys around doing his podcast for the Giants. So, but Peter Schrager in the summer, I'll be proactively reaching out to you to come on to talk uh, about the Giants on our 100th episode. No doubt, but let's do draft. Let's, let's break it down. Let's go. So you're causing a tizzy. I don't know if you intended to cause a stir with the Giants, but Bijan Robinson running back. Uh, you've mentioned the Giants now as the, I guess it's the the last spot, right, that he'd fall to in the first round. What what's going on with Bijan Robinson, and why are you uh, mentioning the Giants as a possibility? I don't know if he's going to drop to the Giants. I'd be shocked. This is a weird draft in that there's three or four blue chip talent players based on most boards in this draft, and Bijan's one of them. But he plays a position that nobody wants to draft in the top ten, and nobody wants to draft in the top twenty. But when you're talking about a draft that there is just a few few elite players, he's one of them. And if Robinson's available at 25, you better believe the Giants are going to consider him. And sentimentality and love for Saquon aside. 
Saquon right now is, is not with the Giants at this moment. Um, his long-term future with the Giants obviously is up in the air. They tried making a deal with him uh, during the season. That deal was rejected. And we're currently waiting to see if he's on the franchise tag or not. If you can get B. John Robinson at 25, you have to consider it. I would go a step further. If Jameer Gibbs, the second running back on the board, is available at 25, I believe the Giants will consider it. Gibbs can also do special teams to get a turn for you. Um, I don't think there's any sentimentality about Saquon in this situation. And if either one of those guys on the board and some of the other players are not there, uh, gosh, I would be—I uh, would not be surprised at all if the Giants went running back and some of the other players that they have high on their board are not there. You know, you—you you talk about that; it certainly makes some sense. Uh, 25 for the Giants is so hard to predict right now. I mean, last year we're sitting there five and seven. You, you, like Joe Shane said, you, you make a list of your top seven players and you're pretty confident you're going to get two of them. Uh, when it comes to, you know, you mentioned a little bit of your, you're putting your mock draft together, uh, and trying to figure out where guys are going to land. How much do you put into when it comes to the Giants? We still don't have a true read on what Joe Shane uh, will do draft time and, and what he values. I mean, I think we have a good idea, but we don't know. It's year two. When you think about that and the idea of a, a running back, you know what that would cause here in New York. The idea that, you know, I mean, it, it's all, it'll all be about Saquon and everybody running to what, what does this mean about Saquon? What does this mean about Saquon? Legitimately, do you think from what you know of Joe Shane and Brian Dable that that would be a factor for them in, in terms of making this pick? I don't think they'd be at all. Um, they've tried to make a deal with Saquon. They've, they're going through it with Saquon. This isn't a move to spite Saquon. This would be a move to make them a better team. If Bijan Robinson is on the board, blue chip player and Saquon's currently not agreed to be a franchise tag or sign an extension um, with a free agent contract, I think you have to consider uh, a blue chip player sitting there at 25. Again, I put Gibbs in there as well. Look, I think there are some obvious positions that the Giants are looking at right now. I think um, if you can get a corner that's one of the top corners, whether it be Weatherspoon or whether it be Gonzalez or Banks or even Joey Porter and I'll throw in Emmanuel Forbes at a Mississippi State. If one of those guys is there, I think they've got to consider corner. I think pass catcher, yes, but tight end might be even more of a of a spot considering this draft. Like there are great receivers in this draft that could go on to be studs and the Ohio State kid the first one that comes up, but at twenty five couple names for Giants fans to circle at 25. I would think Zay Flowers came in there and met with them at, from what I'm told, a great meeting from Boston College. Um, I also believe Addison at a USC has, has been really good with a lot of teams. Then you look at the tight ends. If, if Kincaid out of Utah is somehow there, or Michael Mayer out of Notre Dame is there, Mayer is just safe. Like that is, you put Mayer on the Giants, Notre Dame guy, he's going to be your tight end. You work with Waller, it's a different kind of build, different kind of player. Um, you'll be okay. But, gosh, if Deshaun Robinson somehow slips there to 25, I think he catapulted to the top of the board. And if I'm telling you, if Gibbs is there, I think you really got to consider it. I think both those guys might be gone off the board by the time the Giants are on the clock. So this is your true belief. This isn't talking head Peter Schrager wanting to make a move 
for B. John Robinson. And you lay it out perfectly in terms of the way things could play out in this draft. Um, you know, we hear it every year, right? It's compared year to year. I mean, how would you rate this draft in terms of depth wise? I mean, I've seen, we've seen things, you know, oh, there are only about 20 first round grades for some teams that are out there. I mean, that's certainly not good for a team that's picking 25th, like the Giants. You've nailed on all the names that I've, I've brought up, uh, for the Giants in that mix. Uh, is this a, a draft where you want to get out of the first round and, and maybe picking that? second round area where you're picking a couple guys that, that might fall with better better value? No, I think they're going to make a pick. I think that the Giants are a good enough team that they can get an impact player at one of those positions. Again, I would circle corner, I would circle tight end, I would circle wide receiver, and then if one of those two running back prospects is there. But I don't think you trade back in this draft and try to collect more picks and data. Look, this sounds negative. It's not a it's not a top-heavy draft. It's not a great draft. You know, Jamar Chase and Michael Parsons were in the same draft together, and those guys went, you know, 5-11, and 11, and it, it's, there were better players on the board that year. This isn't that draft. You know, there's going to be guys taken, and I'm not going to name uh, some of them. We're talking some of these offensive line prospects that might not have been where they're taken this year because it's just not the depth at the offensive line position like there used to be. Or you're talking about a draft that there's not a single safety who's listed as a first-round prospect on most boards. There's not a single off-the-ball linebacker listed as, you know, a top prospect. Even Will Anderson is a 250-pound you know, defensive lineman, I, I don't think he was considered the same way as a Bosa or a Garrett or any of those other guys who have gone in the top. Um, so you're looking at that kind of draft. So whoever you take, if the Giants end up with Zay Flowers in the first round, I'm not sure uh, they're they're getting you know a, a better player in. I'm not sure if he would have been a first round pick in years prior at the wide receiver spot. He's not maybe viewed as the same way. As last year, those five wide receivers short take, but that's okay. In this draft, sitting at 25, if he's there, he's the best player that they want. He fits what they're doing. He can put him on special teams, and there you go. Zay Flowers, the giant, first round pick. Add him to the team. He can play outside, and you go and you move on because in this draft, he's worthy of the 25th pick. It's 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 not a great blue chip draft, and yet you know, if you're sitting there at the end of the first round, what you might have high on your board. It's the same guy that another team might have forty or fifty on their board. You know, and that's what's funny, Pete, when you when you talk about that situation. Um, Flowers, you saying Flowers may have a second round value compared to previous drafts, like last year's draft. That's not necessarily saying that the player is a bad player or that he doesn't have an opportunity to grow into a wide receiver two, wide receiver, even wide receiver one, uh, down the line in the right offense. Uh, is how challenging is that for you when you're doing your stuff year to year, knowing that, you know, you've got teams that are looking in previous years and it might not necessarily be the expectation that fans may have as far as how good of a player it is and whether that player is worthy of a first-round pick. Look at it in a vacuum. 
team. You look at it against the guys they're going up against. You know, in the combine, they don't have to compete against last year's class or next year's class. They compete against this year's class. In the draft, they're not being selected. You know, it's not going to be Christian Gonzalez versus Sauce Gardner. It's Christian Gonzalez versus Devin Weatherspoon and, and Deontay Banks and the guys from this year's class. So you just got to keep it relative and keep it within this class because that's what it is. And time and time again, you know, there was a draft class a few years ago, and I'm trying to think it was like, you know, Jason Smith went to the Rams second overall, and um, what was the guy who was up? Aaron Curry went third overall. There's another draft where it was, you know, Luke Jokel and Eric Fisher were one right, two. Right. Every draft is going to have, you know, the 2011 draft where it was everyone, or 2014 draft, or 2004 draft even. So this is one of those drafts. We're still going to watch it. There's more intrigue up top as ever before, but like, you can't, if you draft, let's say you draft Jordan Addison or Michael Mayer. 25th to the Giants. It's Michael Mayer's a Giants. Yeah, Michael Mayer, but gosh, like, he's not even the, you know, his top 15 tight end in the league right now. You can't think of it that way. It was on the Giants board. It was what the draft was, and that's just who they got. You're almost better off, I think, picking 25th than you would be if this were last year's draft with last year's draft order. I think the Giants uh, would would really be screwed in terms of... the Giants had two top ten picks, and the right draft to have two top ten picks. They got Evan Neal and Thibodeau. Those guys are going to start, hopefully, for eight years for those guys. I don't know about this year's top ten, and I certainly don't know about this year's top 20. I got a name yesterday that, like, you know, someone was like, Sam Laporta should be in your top 25. I, Sam Laporta hasn't been on anybody's mock drafts. He's a tight end out of Iowa, but right. he's a name no one team likes. That doesn't happen every year. This is that draft where there's wild cards that can happen, especially from 20 to 31. All right, I know you're you're probably working for your on your final mock, right? When's it drop? Got to do it Thursday morning, and I'm feeling a lot of pressure. Not because of the amount of guys I'll get right. Usually, I get in the 25 to 32 or 31 in this case range of the guys. Being, attaching them to the teams has been harder than usual because there's so much um, indecision up top. But I'll tell you. I've done this for a lot of years. Are two, three, and four? There's no consensus amongst teams and amongst different people in the media about what's going to happen two, three, four, which makes everything else go into flux. And I can get you the right players and who's going to go in the first round and where, where they're graded on most boards, but I can't tell you with any firm uh, definition who's going two, three, and four and where. So sneak preview for uh, for all-in listeners. I, I, I know you're probably still working through it because a lot of what happens at 25 really depends on what you do one through 24. Uh, you mentioned all those names before. Where are you legitimately leaning towards with, with the Giants if, if it plays out the way you think it's going to play out? Uh, I had um, I had Jay Flowers going, I believe, in the first mock draft I did. Um, I am thinking if it's either going to be one of these three names, how it plays out on my mock draft. Emmanuel Forbes, the corner, I think he's like you know the fourth or fifth corner on a lot of boards, and he might still be on the board for the Giants. He's a 167-pound cornerback. That's not a typical body type, but that guy's a playmaker, and he's tough. Uh, I like Forbes to the Giants if I can get him there. If he's not off the board earlier, I know the team really likes him right before them, so we'll see if he's there. I like the tight end at Notre Dame, Mayer, and I like Gibbs, the running back at Alabama. I, I think Zay Flowers might be on the board. I think Addison might be on the board. I just don't know if wide receiver is a premium position of need right now for the Giants. Very interesting. And uh, one more thing. Your day two guy that you know this Giants team, 
Is there a day two guy that you would stand on the table for and say, man, if the Giants got this guy on day two, big impact, surprising impact for them in year one? Oof. I know, tough question. No, no, it's a good question. I think they're going to want to address center at some point on day two. So who's the kid out of Wisconsin? Tipman? Tipman from Wisconsin, yeah. Him or the Michael Schmitz, one of those guys, I think center at some point, day two, or interior line. And I don't know if I'm standing, I mean, I'll be honest with you, I haven't watched much Tipman. I don't know much Tipman off a board. that he's a, he's a highly rated interior offensive line, but he's the type of guy that I think I could see them going for on day two. Yeah, other than, other than Sean O'Hara and a bunch of the uh, the O-line uh Gurus out with Duke Duke Manyweather. I, I don't know how many people are digging in on that film of those two guys. Tell me where you're going to be. I know where I find you every morning on NFL Network and Good Morning Football. What do you got shaking the rest of the week? I'm fired up. Thursday morning, I'll be at the draft in Kansas City doing Good Morning Football live from Kansas City. Friday morning, I'll be uh, in Kansas City at 7 to 10 on NFL Network in the morning. But this is what I'm really excited for. My favorite two days of the draft, or two days of the calendar year for the football year, really. More than the Super Bowl, more than all that. I love day two and day three of the draft, and I'm going to be on the coverage for NFL Network at night. So I know you have a choice, ESPN or NFL Network, and we're supposed to all play under the same umbrella. I say, don't watch ESPN. Watch NFL Network, because I'll be on it. Day two and day three, and I'll get you all the giant stuff. Hey, man, you know, wherever you are, between you and, and my boy Garofalo, the, the two of you guys, I'm following you wherever you are. So keep up the great work. I appreciate you reaching out and uh, being on the show this week. And best of luck. Enjoy the, your holidays this weekend. I'm sure we'll be in touch. Circle those names, and we'll revisit this next week and see if I was way off. All right, man. Hey, I'll text you, and you'll come on again next week, and we'll talk about the fallout of the draft. Let's do it. You're the man, Art. Thank uh, you. All right, Chegs. Thank you. All right, so that's Peter Schrager. What can I say? Awesome guest all the time. His info is legit. Uh, I think he's having a little fun with the Giants, with, with Bijan Robinson or – or Gibbs from Alabama, but hey, look, if that if that were to happen, that would create a stir in New York. You think Aaron Rodgers being here would create a stir? Uh, the Giants would grab those back pages back very quickly uh, on Thursday night if they went the running back route in round one. Uh, again, I think P Peter basically told you uh, it's the legitimacy of the prospect and the idea that the Giants would take that prospect because he's a blue chipper in that spot, not necessarily hunting for a running back. I think they will draft a running back at some point, uh, but I don't believe they would go Robinson or Gibbs. But clearly the other name is Michael Mayer and a couple national guys, Peter King, Albert Breer, all mocked Michael Mayer this week. So uh, that's something that maybe we think about. Uh, I think with Darren Waller uh, and Daniel Bellinger, you know, look, they, this this regime just took Daniel Bellinger in the fourth round last year. Uh, if they see uh, differences in their play and in their profiles, maybe they believe that position could have three guys of that caliber. Uh, I'm not sure they will, uh, but we'll have to wait and see. But I do believe that Mayer is a is a safe pick. Uh, you know, two years ago, he's looked at the top 15 pick uh, out of Notre Dame. And then, you know, as things progress and, and where they go. So thanks to Peter Schrager. Again, draft party Thursday night at the Giants party 
in MetLife Stadium right around 7 o'clock. We plan to go live. We will have John Schmelk and Sam Prince will take fan questions with me. And uh, we'll get you right up to date and lead you right up until the draft on Thursday night. Thanks to Peter Schrager. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.